Hurts. He is looking. He is firing for Devontae Smith for a touchdown. The first touchdown of Devontae Smith. Alrighty, guys, welcome back to the Fight Philly Fight podcast. On today's episode, we are going to go through a few different things. But however, as alluded to during our previous podcast, we do have a special guest today, and that is my friend Brendan Deeg. Brendan is a writer for the National Football Post as well as the co-host of the Double Doink podcast. Brandon, how you doing, Bubba? I'm doing well, my man. How you doing? Uh, I'm going to be honest with you, man. Um, a little bit better after that Kansas City game. Um. I thought that the offense was much improved from the week prior, though that was a pretty low bar. Um, I still feel that our defense has a lot of holes, but I also think it has a lot to do with the scheme that we're trying to implement versus the players we have to implement that scheme. I, I don't know what your thoughts are upon it. Yeah, uh, the, the defense has been – it's been a rough go. They're actually uh... – Dead last in EPA per play this week, which is like an analytical stat showing how many points per play is added onto the scoreboard. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Eagles were dead last, and it wasn't even close. So they had the worst defensive performance in the NFL by far. Uh, it, it's tough to say right now. I will say this, um, and, and it, I'm, not, I'm trying to sound too negative. I know we've already, it's already been a lot of negative stuff in the news this week about the defense, but I'll just, I guess, I'll pile on to it. Um, I rewatched the game last night, and the defense looked very boring. Like there wasn't a lot going on there. Like it wasn't like they got beat and they tried stuff. They got beat and they sat back and took it. Like there wasn't there wasn't blitzes from different uh, sides of the field. There wasn't they weren't doing anything. I don't I don't know if that makes I don't know if that makes sense. But they literally were not doing nothing. They were they were sitting back, rushing four, sitting back in different types of zone like cover six, cover four, cover two, that kind of stuff. And they just they didn't do anything special. And it looked like Patrick Mahomes was bored back there. It looks like he could do whatever he wants. So I'm not going to crush Jonathan Gannon just yet. It's early. It's four weeks in. Who knows what's going on? But I will say I've been underwhelmed with him so far. Yeah, so I uh, I had also had kind of rewatched, um, you know, the All-22. In particular, really, you know, I wanted to look at a few things like Jalen Hurts' footing and um, and we could get to that in a minute, but I did look at the defense and you're absolutely right. He showed absolutely nothing outside of the ordinary, just your, I, I mean, I think he called cover two majority of the game. Um, I know he did switch up a bit, but my, my biggest concern with that was, so in the Dallas game, you did see him do some changeups, um, to kind of stop the bleeding this game. He just didn't do anything to do that. So now it, so Monday night, on Monday night, you know, we watched the the Raiders versus the Chargers. And I'm watching this Chargers defense. And that Chargers defense, and, and just like comparatively, our defense looks slow. Like not only were they not doing anything to help anybody out, they just looked slow. Slower to the snap of the ball. I, I mean, they were. And then, of course, they would pin their ears back and just, especially in particular defensive line. And then they're just opening, you know, massive a and B gaps for, you know, at, you know, Clyde Edwards Hilaire to run straight through. Um, and, you know, one of the last touchdown throws to Tyreek Hill on that absolute blown coverage, 
I think they were in uh, cover three. Kansas City sniffed that out, and no one, nobody. I, I don't know how how badly he turned you know Anthony Harris around, but I mean that you just can't have you just can't have that. And I understand, yes, it's his first year. He's trying to implement a new scheme, and I, I've seen a few people you know kind of at me on Twitter about this, and so just putting this perspective, some people want to know how Jonathan Gannon kind of got the job, and so. You know, as he was a defensive back coach for the Colts, for instance, you know, per PFF, prior to Gannon showing up, their passing, you know, their passing defense was 28th in the league. His first year with that team, they were 17th. The second year, they were 13th. And his last year with them in 2020, they were 6th. So he has capabilities. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't think. I don't. I, I wouldn't say the hire is bad. Like I like the hire from the start. I do think he's a smart defensive mind. I don't really know what's like. I don't really have an answer for kind of what their game. This is probably what their game plan was going into the game. Like there was different. Like you said, it was different in Dallas. Their defense was pretty good in the first two weeks. Uh, I'd say very good the first two weeks. This was just. This was different. And like, again, they. Like, <laughs> You look like Ronnie, like you talked about that play when Anthony Harris kind of ran, like with Tyree Kill kind of ran by him. Ronnie McLeod was like at like their Eagles six yard line. Like he was so far back. Like they're emphasizing not getting beat deep too much. Look, I I don't, I, I wouldn't listen to anyone saying that how to get this job or whatnot. He's qualified. He was, uh, he was a top coach. He was a top positional coach in Indy. He was one of the top positional coaches in the NFL in, uh, in 2020. He is definitely qualified for this job. I'm just like you, you brought up the Rams de- or the the Chargers defense. Like who, this is who I thought Gannon wanted was going to somewhat be was Brandon Staley, the head coach of the LA Chargers. He's a young defensive mind who mixes things up and 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 confuses quarterbacks. That's what I was hoping that John Gannon would be, uh, and that's who John John Gannon has actually mentioned Brandon Staley in many press conferences of who he wants to kind of replicate his defense around, and he's not doing it. And there was a comment that Gannon made that I was actually pretty frustrated with at his press conference on Tuesday. He said that we are not a dime defense right now. What does that even mean? Like you, you're, you need, you need to be the defense is what the offense is throwing at you. Like you can't, like if you're going to be running the, like again, cover two, cover four, cover six, over, 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 over again, you're going to get beat. I, I just, I don't really know what to make of it. Again, I don't, I'm not saying he shouldn't like, I'm trying to reiterate the fact that he should have been hired and this was a hire is fine. It's what he's doing at the moment. That is the problem. It's uh, it, I think this week is going to be really telling. I, I think if we get if if Carolina does to Carolina does what Dallas and Kansas City did to the Eagles defense, then there's problems. I, you know, and I'm I'm in total agreement with that. I, I do think this is going to be a good test because the other side of this house that we're implementing a new scheme. It was weeks three and four against arguably you know two of the top five best offenses in the NFL. So. There's always taking that with the scheme, but so I, I would say we're pretty much on a grant. You know, just the last thing I got to say to some people about giving it time. You know, Jim Johnson. Jim Johnson is probably one of the most, you know, revered Eagles defensive coaches in Eagles history. Well, a lot of people forget that also in '99, when Johnson came from the Eagles. By the way, he also, or excuse me, came to the Eagles, which he came from the Colts. Um, they were 24th in overall defense and they were 28th in rushing. So, you know, it, give it time, just give yeah, it time. And this and, is more of a, this is a talent issue too. Like, yeah. I'd, say, I'd say this is more of a talent issue than a coaching issue. 
like to get off the the Jonathan Cannon uh, hate truck here, it, it's it's a talent problem. Like, look at the linebacking crew. Oh like no, Alex, like Alex Singleton, Eric Wilson, Jannard Avery, those guys. Like I'd say Alex Singleton might be a starting linebacker in the NFL right now. I think he should be a Sam linebacker. He shouldn't be playing where he, uh, he shouldn't be playing where he is right now. In my opinion, like th- th- this defense isn't meant is not meant for what. Uh, the scheme isn't meant for what the talent has on the field. Like Fletcher Cox, for instance, isn't isn't a four technique. It's where he's playing right now. He also needs to produce better. Derek Burnett's been completely invisible this year. He, I, I, he's just cashing a check at this point. Uh, like again, the linebacking crew. Steven Nelson has like. There's a reason Steven Nelson was on was a free agent until the Eagles picked him up, right? Like Anthony Harris, same boat. Like the Eagles paid him just a little amount of money. Like there's a reason why these people were only signed to one year contracts excuse me, one-year contracts, and, and and no one had interest around the league. Eric Wilson, same thing, too. Like, it, it's a talent problem. The Eagles don't have a lot of young talent on the defensive side of the ball. They just don't. Josh Sweat, you can make the argument, is is there one young kind of defensive talent that you can look forward to in the future? I, I can't even think. Can you name another one? Javon Hargrave's 28. Like, it's not, he's not that young. Uh, Sweat's 24. That's not even still somewhat that young. Like there's not a lot there, right? So the cupboards bare on the defensive side of the ball. You were hoping that the Jonathan Gannon scheme would be able to pull these guys up. That was kind of what the Eagles fans were thinking, and that was the hope for. And it just it hasn't happened. And and I'm agreeing. And so that's kind of one of my biggest fightbacks on when anyone talks about the defense is that you know on one side of the house, I don't think any player on our defense is really their strengths or talents fit the scheme he's trying to go for. I agree with you. I, you know, I have an Alex Singleton, not in the same line back position blows my mind. Having Eric Wilson try to cover anybody is ridiculous, you know, and you know, so put it to this way. So Darius Slay, some people are down Darius Slay. I think personally he's been playing. Okay. I don't think okay is a good bar considering the amount of money he's being paid. Um, but Darius Slay in zone coverage versus man coverage, as far as passing, like passer rating allowed, is night and day. Darius Slay in man coverage, his passer rating allowed is like 64. Yeah. In zone coverage, his passer rating allowed is 95. Yeah, in the Darius Slay thing, um, more to big picture it, when the Eagles brought him in, they traded a third, fifth round pick, signed him to a big, a bunch of money on a team last year that was supposed to be competing for a Super Bowl. And right, like that's we went into last year's with Super Bowl aspirations, like with and then it all fell apart. So he's kind of he's kind of in no man's land. He's kind of like a 30-year-old cornerback stuck on like a, a retooling team. So he's never gonna live up to the hype at this point. Like I don't think he'll ever live up to what Eagles fans expect him to be. I think he's fine. He's 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 a top 20 corner in the league. But again, you you made a good point. Like he's not his own corner. Um and uh, and that's a problem. Like, and that's a problem in this defense. And that's the thing. Like, Jonathan Gannon needs to be putting his players in a situation that they are best at. He needs. That's what Nick Sirianni needs to do on offense. Like, get the ball in players' hands, the space, do what they're best at. Like, that that that's that's what's frustrating right now about this defense. It just it doesn't seem like they're the scheme is matching what the players are used for. No, and uh, and I'm agreeing on that. But as, speaking of scheme, and we'll kind of move on. Um, you know, I, I personally think, and you know, when I rewatched all the tape, I, I thought that overall, Nick Sirianni had a much better offensive game plan. Um, I thought he had a better opportunity of covering, 
you know, putting in different side, different looks, you know, we saw a little bit, some, I wouldn't say a lot, but we saw some pre-snap motion back. Um, I think he had a very good game plan and I think they did exactly what they were supposed to do on a bad chief secondary is beat them up. I mean, for God's sakes, if before we even get into the penalties, cause I know that's just going to be a continuing train. I mean, well, think about just how many points alone. I mean, Hurts would have had five throwing touchdowns, not including the two he overthrew. So, you know, to say my modestly that they were much improved over the Dallas game. I, I think they were. Um, the one thing I very, very, very wanted to hone in on was overall Jalen's footwork because that was kind of the big concern to me coming out of that Dallas game. And actually, to be honest, even the San Francisco game, his footwork was kind of over the place. He wasn't planning, wasn't really throwing anticipation. Um, he still had some late throws in this game. I would like, I would say that I saw better getting off his first read. I saw a little bit better, you know, anticipate, uh, you know, anticipation throws. Um, cause you always can tell when a throw is late by, you know, how the wide receiver has to act to it. Um, and so I saw a little bit better of kind of what we had to do to at least have a fight, a fighting chance. Um, I think that, uh, they also did a really good job exploiting, you know, uh, excuse me, exploiting Devonte Smith into their secondary and coming up with those weaknesses. I think they were very good in exploiting, um, especially when Hughes was coming down to be matched on Devonta Smith. I think they did a very good job exploiting that. So hopefully we see more or less the same uh, against this Carolina team. And I agree. I think overall, both sides of the ball, this is going to be a big telling game for this team and really what to expect for the remainder of the season. Yeah, I, the the Chiefs, de- uh, I will say this, the Chiefs defense is like on a historic, a bad pace right now. They are dead last in EPA per play. They're dead last in DVOA. Literally every analytic stat you can look at the Chiefs defense has been bad, but it's nothing to take away. Like I'm not trying to take away anyone from the take anything away from the Eagles' offensive performance. It was it was great. It was fine. Um, I, I thought I thought the red zone play calling could have a little bit better. I'm not a bit. I wasn't a big fan of uh, Nick Sirianni's game management um, as no. well. I, I thought his <laughs> game management skills were, um, and especially like this is now back to back. It's becoming a concern. Like, yeah, that, that's that's the one thing I will say. I think Sirianni's play calling was good up until the red zone. Like I thought he, I thought the 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 game plan was fine. Um, like I don't really I'm not listening to like run the ball more kind of thing right now like the, they, they did exactly what they need to do the Chiefs only had seven possessions the thing is they just scored on six touchdowns on those seven possessions so they kept the ball away from Patrick Mahomes um, it, it was the game management is, is becoming a problem it, on the first drive of the game um, first drive of the game they didn't go they they didn't uh they did. They didn't go, go the for fourth, the fourth, fourth down. Yeah, and they yeah. needed to go for it there. Like yep. you can't, Agreed. you can't kick a field goal there. And the problem was, it was, it was a lack of communication. Um, it looked like Sirianni didn't. It looked like Sirianni thought there was a flag, and it, there wasn't a flag. Like like a delay a game penalty, and then he threw, put the field goal team out there. Like it was just there's like just that kind of stuff that that happens to poorly coached teams. You need to you need to figure out. You need to know on Wednesday or Thursday going into the game that hey, I need to. I need to tell my players we are going for it on fourth down in this situation, no matter what. You shouldn't even be looking at the sidelines. Hurts should have had a play called right there. You're, the play calling should be affected by you knowing that we are going for it on any fourth and short situation inside the 50. That's what the Eagles game plan should have been. It clearly wasn't. There was issues in the Dallas game as well where they didn't go for a couple fourth downs. So I'm not a big fan of his conservative right now, and it doesn't really add up. Like in my opinion, like why are they not being aggressive on fourth down? Yet they're passing a lot. Like it, it just it, it's kind of 
chaotic that way. I, I'm hoping this changes. I'm hoping he becomes a more aggressive coach. Look at look at Thursday Night Football. Perfect example. Brandon Staley, a guy we just talked about. He goes for a fourth down, short inside the opponent's 50-yard line, gets it, ball game over. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you got to be aggressive and trust your players and go for those fourth and shorts. That's what the analytic department is telling the league to do, and it looks like Sirianni is going backwards. So that's concerning. But in general, the offense I thought was very was, – was, was good. Uh, Devonta Smith, of course, had a huge game, like you said. Um, so I, I'm really, I'm really, really curious to see how this offense and defense look against Carolina. Like I, I'm trying to take the the Chiefs and Cowboys games with grain of salt, just because, uh, like, who knows? Um, like those teams are really good, best offenses in the NFL. So it's hard to kind of evaluate this team off of those two games. But like, if they put up another stinker against Carolina, then I think we got more problems. Yeah, I, I, I'm in, in pretty much agreement with you um, on that. And, you know, you brought up that fourth and one confusion. The big thing I, I was talking about was the other fourth and one confusion after the interception when it turned out to be a fumble that bounced off the ref's head. That whole that whole series heading into even that play alone, uh, like to me, that's where, like, you talk about clock management skills and and – like I, it's funny because you know one of the biggest things that I was trying, I was like biting my tongue not to tweet out, but I was like, God damn, this looks like Andy Reid in two thousand, like bad time, time management. Like I was like, God, I was you know, I, I just certain things. And I agree, like those situational downs, and I think he may have even admitted that in his press conference. Situational downs, they do need to practice on. I know he for sure he did admit practicing on scramble drills. Um, because that's, you know, that's a big thing. I mean, you have a quarterback who has escapability, you know, potential. So that's up to your receivers and your tight ends to be able to know when to come back and look for the ball. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, overall, I, I do think it was an improvement, but, uh, we look forward to Carolina. So getting into Carolina, not going to take up too much more of your time. Just want to get a few thoughts from you on this. Um, you know, in my mind, the defense has to have one game plan. And that game plan, no matter what, has to try to include Christian McCaffrey. Right? He's playing or not, they have to plan that, uh, you know, accordingly. Because I do think he's that much of a difference maker for that team. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, it looks like he's been a play too. Like he was in full pads today at practice, so um, it looks like he's going to be looks like he's going to be suiting up for the uh, for the Panthers. Yeah, he's the guy you got to watch. Um, I'm more worried about the defensive side of the ball. Um, Brian Burns really scares me on the, on the Carolina. Carolina's defense has actually been pretty good. They they mm -hmm. just kind of got lit up by Dallas's offense. But again, like we said, everyone's getting lit up by Dallas's offense. Um, Carolina's defense has been really sharp through through four weeks. So I'd be more worried about the our offense versus their defense. But yeah, Christian McCaffrey, of course, you gotta you gotta watch out for. And the Eagles linebackers, again, we've talked about have not been very good. So they got they gotta have a plan to stop him. No, and. And I'm, uh, I'm in a total agreement. And so that's kind of, you know, one of the things, uh, especially those listening, will be coming out on InsideTheEagles.com later on today in or tomorrow morning is kind of my three things that fans should expect to see. Um, and part of that is watching out for Christian McCaffrey. I get it. He might be a little bit more in a limited role just because of the injury because I know they're really trying to watch his knee and his ankles, um, especially coming off that major injury last year. But uh, you were right. No, I, I'm – their defense is a concern that is part of my things to look out for. I um, mean, they they have a ton of ton of talent, and they just added more talent in Mr. Gilmore. Added to him. Uh, I don't know if he's going to clear COVID protocols to play this weekend, but uh, so he he will not be playing. Um, so he's actually 
on the PUP list. So he actually can't play until week seven. Ah, so we okay. don't got to worry about Stefan Gilmore this week. Well, that's always good. Yeah. Um, you got anything else to add? Not much, man. I'm looking forward to this game. I'm looking forward to see. Uh, this is, I think this is going to be kind of a turning point of the season. Either it goes forward or it goes backwards. I think you are correct. Uh, I'm debating to see if I should make the travel to this game or not, but the, of course I probably will just because I'm a sucker and a fan at the same time. Um, but uh, Brendan, greatly appreciate that. Please let everyone know where we can find you at, man. So you can follow me on Twitter at Brendan Deke NFP. Um, you can check me out. Uh, you can check out my live shows every Sunday at 11. I do touchdown town. If you're interested in uh, anytime touchdown bets, I do a joke on of FTN bets. Um, so if you're interested in any gambling, find me there you can find my work at the national football post you can listen to my podcast the double doing podcast as well i also do eagles talk with the every uh every tuesday thursdays all right man i greatly appreciate it guys thanks for listening make sure you stay tuned we have a couple more uh surprise guests that will be coming through the end of this week and next week but as always thank you brendan thanks appreciate it